Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I want to jump right in with a little information about our first sponsor for today's episode. So this episode is brought to you by the Potential Mastermind Project Group Coaching Program. Hey, wait a minute. That's my own program. But it's still a worthy sponsor for the listeners of this show because this show is called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. And if you're a listener, I'm assuming that you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a business leader, or someone inside a company who has a big dose of that entrepreneurial spirit and that you want to do more. Now, I know in my soul that everybody has potential. And yet most people I talk to feel that there's a gap between that potential that they have and the results that they're experiencing. This is why I created the Potential Mastermind Project. And now is the time for you to get involved. This mastermind program is here to help you find focus and get accountability so that you can do more in your career. Is this program right for you? It might be, but a group like this is not for everybody. Starting your own business or growing your career, it can be very lonely. And if my program or someone else's program is the right fit, I think it's a good idea because you need to find some people who will encourage you and help you as you carve your path down this career road. So go to PotentialMastermind.com to find out more. Or you can email me at Tom at TomSinger.com with any questions you have. Together, let's make the next six months amazing. So today's episode is special to me. Today's episode is a celebration. This week marks three years since I launched the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. It was September 30th, 2014, which ironically is podcast day. I launched my show on podcast day and my first episode, not necessarily the best audio quality. I certainly didn't have like that confidence of talking to somebody, but I interviewed my lifetime friend and serial entrepreneur, Brian Minnell. He was kind enough to come on the show and answer the questions, and he is a great guest. But I don't know that in that starting part, I was a great interviewer. And yet, I just pushed forward with the show. It was something that I wanted to do. I had podcasts had started to become a big deal again in 2014, and I was listening to a lot of them. It was the way I was consuming information during that time because I spend a lot of time on airplanes. And as I've gotten older, my eyes get tired. I used to read a lot, but as I get older, I don't want to read for hours on end. And so now I would listen, stick my earbuds in and I could listen to podcasts and I was getting some great information through some people who had wonderful shows interviewing really smart people. And in the summer of 2014, I went to a conference and somebody said, if you feel like you're ever in a rut in your career, and I was, my speaking business had grown and grown and grown, but in 2014, it had sort of leveled out a little bit. And I was worried that maybe I had played it out. I wasn't sure where it was going. I, I was definitely, I was definitely in a rut. And the advice was, if you're in a rut, go interview 50 people. And if you interview 50 people, you can't be in a rut on the other side because those successful people are going to show you some ways and inspire you with some ideas that you'll be able to get that motor running. 
So I decided I was going to interview 50 people. My first thought was I was going to do it on my blog. I was going to interview them and write articles. But then I decided, let's try my hand at podcasting. So I decided I would get some equipment and I would start this show. So three years ago, this show became a reality in my life and I had no idea. I thought it was just going to be 50 episodes. I never dreamed we'd be closing in on episode number 300 because this is episode 293. So we're getting really close. Now, a little aside, some of you might say, wait a minute, if it's three years, shouldn't you be at 306 if you're doing two shows a week? I'll be honest, I missed some shows here and there when I was traveling or when I was on vacation, and so I haven't done it twice a week every time. But I've actually only missed a handful of shows, if you look at it, over the past three years. It has been a true labor of love, but something I have enjoyed doing, and I had no idea that this show would open up so many opportunities for me, both in my career, but also I would meet so many people. This show has become the greatest networking tool I've ever had. Not just because when I reach out to interview people, almost everybody says yes, but also because this show has allowed me to be part of a podcaster's community. Now, I couldn't celebrate 300 episodes or three years without giving a little bit of homage to the person who helped me start this show. One of the shows that I listened to back at that time, and I still listen to, was a show called The Solopreneur Hour. Now, I'm a solopreneur. I work for myself. So the, uh, the idea of a show called The Solopreneur Hour was really appealing to me. And the host, Michael O'Neill, was a nice enough guy. After listening to him for a while, I felt like I knew him, so I reached out to him. And here's the interesting thing about podcasters. When you reach out to them, they're happy to hear from you and they reach back. Now, obviously, if you listen to the famous people's podcasts, you're not gonna get that type of interaction. I mean, Tim Ferriss and Gary Vee aren't gonna jump on a phone call with you. But Michael O'Neill did, and I ended up joining his group coaching program, and it helped me get some clarity to what I was trying to do. And when I came up with this idea that I wanted to start a podcast, Michael did nothing but open up everything he knew and every idea he had about how to properly start and launch a podcast. So I kind of call Michael the godfather of cool things entrepreneurs do because I don't know that I could have done it the right way without his guidance. And a cool thing is I got to spend the weekend with Michael last week. Both he and I were asked to be on the faculty at a conference called the New Media Summit. Now, this wasn't a regular conference. I wasn't one of the speakers. I was sort of on a panel and then I was there to sort of be a faculty. The, the guy who organized the the conference was a gentleman named Steve Olsher. In fact, he was on this show in July. He invited me to be one of the podcasters who would be part of the faculty. He called them the icons of new media. And it was about being present for the audience because the audience was made up of people who wanted to learn how to start their own podcast and or how to be guests on other people's podcasts. So a lot of the weekend was focused on helping these people learn what makes a good guest. And having interviewed nearly 250 people, I know a little bit about that. So it was a lot of fun, but Michael was one of the other people who was there and I got to spend some time with him. So that meant a lot to me because his show helped launch my show. Now, at this conference I was at, Michael was the only person who I knew. I mean, I had interviewed Steve Olsher. I'd interviewed a couple of other people who were actually present. But as far as knowing somebody in person and having spent time with them, I really didn't know anyone at the conference. And yet I walked away with some amazing 
new friendships. And if you pay attention and you listen to this show regularly, get ready because not only did I book 10 people who were in this audience of 150, I booked 10 of them because they were absolutely phenomenal entrepreneurs with things to share that I think will benefit the audience of this show but also some of the other podcasters who were there, I just hit it off with and they were inspiring and and we had similar type, you know, the ways that we looked at podcasting, the way we looked at the world. And so I think a lot of them are also gonna be guests on this show. So I'm really excited about that little sense of community that I've discovered in the podcasting world. It has been a wonderful tool. It's opened up a lot of doors for me. And This show has helped me grow my business. I've had several people who have been regular listeners of the show tell their boss about me when they were looking for someone to come in and speak at their year-end meeting or their client conference. I had another person who listens to the show who was on the board of an association, and when they were having a talk about speakers for their conference, she said, I have an idea, somebody to throw in, and she threw my name in the mix, and I got picked. So this has actually had a material impact on my job, and in the beginning, that was not what I thought was going to happen. So the experience of the last three years of having this show has meant a lot to me, but it's really about those of you who listen to the show. So one of the things I'm doing is I'm trying to retool how I do this show to make it more valuable to the people who listen. Now, when I became a speaker almost a decade ago, one of the things I read in Speaker Magazine, which I always make the joke, is proof there is a magazine for everybody. One of the things I read in Speaker Magazine was from a woman named Roxanne Emmerich, and she is a legend in the speaking business. And she said that before you're ever going to be great as a speaker, before you're ever going to be able to handle anything that comes your way, you're going to have to put in time. That success doesn't happen accidentally, and it doesn't always happen fast. That in order to be fully comfortable, fully in your skin, and fully able to let everything out in a way to share and inspire an audience you have to give 300 professional level speeches. Now this wasn't a scientific survey, but this was along the lines of what Malcolm Gladwell said that the people who are true legends have spent 10,000 hours preparing to get to where they are today. And this is what Roxanne was saying in this article, that before you've given 300 speeches, you're not necessarily ready for the greatness to take over. Now, at the time, 300 speeches, that seemed so far away. It seemed impossible that I would ever be invited to give 300 professional level speeches. But when I got to that level several years ago, I realized something. And that is, Roxanne was right. Somewhere around that point, I got comfortable in my skin. And when I got comfortable in my own skin and didn't have to try to prove anything, I became a better speaker. That's when my career really started to blossom. And now as I'm closing in on 700 professional level speeches, I see how important that number 300 was in my speaking career because that's really when I was able to grasp who I am and what I'm trying to do and why I'm here in this career. Before that, I thought I was good. I knew I had something to say, but I really hadn't had the experience that put me in a position to really do what I needed to do to properly serve my audience. And somewhere in the back of my mind over the last three years, while I've been hosting this show, that number 300 has been in the back of my mind that maybe, maybe that's true for my podcast as well. I know, as I said, when I started that my first episode wasn't as good as they are now. But I think in the back of my mind, I thought if I could get to 300 episodes, 
That's when I'll get comfortable in my own skin. That's when I can start exploring how to make this show really great, to really make it impactful for the people who listen to it. So I hope that's what's about to happen. I hope that cool things entrepreneurs do is at a cusp. It's at a turning point that as I get to this 300th episode and it won't be like 300 will be one way and 301 will be another. But as I'm going through this time, as I'm assessing where I've been and where I want this show to go and what value I want it to bring to you, my friends who listen, I think there's going to be a serious change in my inside, in my soul, as a host of this show. And for me, that's extremely exciting. I am really excited about what's coming down the pipe with cool things entrepreneurs do. I've met some great people who are gonna be guests. I have gotten really clear and I'm getting more clear on what I want to do as a host and the value I want to bring. So if you've been on this journey with me, whether it's been from the beginning or whether you just found the show three months ago or heck, you found the show three days ago, I hope you're ready to fasten your seatbelt because we're gonna do some really, really cool stuff together. So on this episode, I just want to talk about five things that I've learned from hosting this show, both from the guests who I've interviewed and from the experience of being behind the microphone. But before I share those five points with you, let me do one thing, and that is let me thank the other sponsor of this episode, and that is Podfly Productions. This episode is brought to you by Podfly. They are one of the best vendors I have ever worked with. Podfly, Podfly takes the headache out of creating your own podcast. They do all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on growing your audience and sharing your podcast with the masses. Now, if you want to start a podcast, and I know a lot of you do because I hear from people, much like Michael heard from me three years ago, I hear from people who say, what can you tell me about starting a podcast? The first thing I tell everybody is go to podfly.com net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. I've sent a lot of podcasters to Podfly and they all call me back and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, because they are such an awesome vendor. So if you want a podcast, don't do it alone. Do it with Podfly Productions. So the five things that I have learned since I have really started this show and, and dove into it is focus is so important for an entrepreneur. Everybody who I've interviewed says that there are so many ways that they can get distracted and that you have to know what your one thing is that you're trying to accomplish. I've seen it in my speaking career. When I've been distracted, when I've had other things on my plate and I haven't been focusing on exactly what I'm trying to accomplish, my numbers go down, my quality isn't necessarily there. But when I am laser focused on what I am on this planet to do and why I am building this career as a professional speaker, that's when I impact audiences, and that's when I get more clients. So you have to have focus. And we live in a world where there's a ton of distractions. It's easy to say, hey, look, squirrel, and go down a path. But if you want to be successful in whatever you're doing with your business, you have to have a clear focus. And I learned that was true in doing this podcast. I mentioned before that I missed some days on weeks where I haven't been totally focused I skip getting things done and this show will miss an episode. One of the things I don't do and some podcasters do is I don't record weeks and weeks in advance. I like these shows to be fresh. I like to record them and have them go live within a few days of actually sitting down and talking to the guest. But the problem with that is, is that we live in a world where there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of distractions. Running your own business is hard. And when I'm not focused on getting the job done, then I don't have an episode for this show. 
And in a way, I'm cheating my listeners. So my friends who listen to the show, I'm sorry on the few times it's happened where we've missed it. And that is clearly because I haven't had the true focus to making it a priority. And it happens in all of our lives. I don't care what you do for a living. It's really easy for you to get distracted and pulled down another path. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you got to have accountability partners, because if you're a solopreneur like I am, you can't do it all by yourself. You have to have other people who are there cheering you on, but also holding your feet to the fire. Now, four years ago, I got invited to be part of a mastermind group by another speaker, there was a total of five of us. And our plan was, is that we were gonna meet twice a year. We were gonna rent a house somewhere in the country. We were all gonna fly there and we were gonna spend two days going deep into each other's businesses, talking about what we're working on and holding each other accountable. And then in the months in between, we would do a phone call. And we've pretty much done that. And I'll be honest, we don't get it every six months because we're busy people and we travel a lot. But about every eight months, we meet and we do exactly that. And on the months in between, we have a phone call for two hours where we go through, what are you working on? You said you were gonna accomplish this. How is that coming? And when you have other people who are holding you accountable to what you're trying to get done, that's when the magic happens. It's so easy to get lost in being a business person. There's so many little things you have to do. If you have accountability, if you have accountability partners, if you have people who you've told what you're trying to accomplish and they're there watching you, all of a sudden you feel a little bit more pressure to get that work done. That's why I'm a big fan of these group coaching programs like the Potential Mastermind. I will tell you that if you want to do more, you got to get around some other people who want to accomplish the same things that you do. So accountability is number two. Number three is community. Like I said at the beginning of this, the community of podcasters has been such a delight to be around, to be welcomed in as one of them. They don't care if I have a million downloads an episode or a couple of thousand downloads an episode. If I'm doing a show and I'm dedicated to my show, I get sort of that warm hug of friends when I'm around other podcasters. I discovered this certainly when I joined the National Speakers Association. I never could have built my speaking business if I hadn't joined the National Speakers Association because I got around a community of people who were doing exactly what I wanted to do. And when you're around successful people who are doing great things, let me tell you, success leaves clues. That's why I tell everybody so often that you got to get involved with whatever your trade association is. No matter what you do for a living, get around the successful people who are doing exactly that because they will show you directly and indirectly a path to doing more. Get involved with your community. Don't only think, oh, I had one speaker tell me one time, oh, I don't get involved with NSA because why would I want to be around my competitors? I only go to conferences where I can sell to everybody. Yuck, that made me like throw up in my mouth to even hear her say that. Everywhere you go, you think that everybody has a pork chop around their neck and you're a wolf who hasn't eaten in a month and you want to go and devour them. I only go to places where I can sell to people. Sometimes you have to go places where your people are. You have to find your community. The next thing, the, the fourth thing that I've learned is that you have to take action. Three years ago, it would have been very easy to have listened to that first episode and say, well, I probably should redo it and then go reschedule another time to get Brian to be the guest on the show. And it probably would have been something that I could have said, well, I'm going to do the podcast when I have time and occasionally. 
But because I set a plan that I was gonna do it twice a week and that I was just gonna take action and just do it, it didn't have to be perfect. I knew I could grow into it. I knew that my 300th show would be better than my third show. But I could never get to 300 if I didn't just do the first few shows. And over time, I've become much more comfortable. The first time I did one of these solo episodes where it's just me talking to y'all like I'm doing right now, the first time I was petrified. I thought I sounded like an idiot. I didn't want to release the episode. Oh my gosh, who would want to listen to me? You know what's fascinating? I get more tweets and emails about these solo shows from my friends in the audience who listen, saying, you need to do more of those. I like those shows. They feel they get to see more of my personality. So where I feared the solo shows, people actually like the solo shows. The only way I ever was able to find that out was I took action. So if you want to do more in your career, go out there and do more. And then the final, the fifth thing that I have learned is along the way, when you have milestones, and I think milestones are really important. That's why we're having this episode, celebrating three years. Next week, I'm going to have the 300, couple weeks, I'm going to have the 300th episode. These are milestones. And when you have milestones, first of all, you should celebrate those milestones. That's why I did this episode. I wanted to celebrate with the listeners how excited I am that I've done this for three years. I hope that you're excited as well. But when you get to those milestones, another thing that you should do is do an assessment. I've done this throughout my, my speaking career is every year I look back and I look at who I spoke for, where I got the most positive feedback from audiences, where I feel that I was able to touch the souls of some of the people who listened. And then I've tried to assess what has worked and what hasn't worked. Because the truth is not every speech I give knocks it out of the park. Now, fortunately, I think I'm usually pretty good, but every now and then I know I really was doing what I was here, what I was invited to do. But I assess the difference. Every year I look back on all 50 or 60, or this year it's going to top 70 presentations that I give, and I look at what worked, what do I feel didn't work as well, and how can I take those best parts forward? Do I need to have new material? That's how the paradox of potential was created last year, which is a huge part of my business this year, is I sat back and I assessed that the, the material that I was doing, while still very relevant, I needed to have something new. I needed to have something fresh and it had to be a little bit different than what I'd done in the past. I sat down and I figured that out by doing a thoughtful assessment of my business. And that's what I'm doing right now with Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. As I launch now past episode 300, I am doing an assessment of how am I making sure that this podcast is bringing value to those of you who honor me by putting your earbuds in or playing me in your car as you drive or listening in your living room. How am I making sure that there's some value? And so I'm currently going through this huge assessment of the way I conduct interviews, who I'm having on the show, what questions I wanna have. Am I hitting them hard enough? Are we getting nuggets of information that really matter to those of you who have chosen to be part of my Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do community? So I'm going through that assessment right now. And in fact, if you're listening to this and you have ideas, don't be shy. Email me, tom at tomsinger.com or tweet me at Cool Podcast. Let me know what your ideas are of tweaks I could make that will make this show that much more interesting and that much more valuable for you. 
So thank you. Those, those are the five things that I've learned in the three years of hosting this show. And I have those five things written down right here and I keep them next to my desk so I can remember that I need to stay focused. I need to share with other people so I can be held accountable. I need to embrace my community. I need to take action. And along the way, I have to constantly make assessments of what I'm doing to make sure that I'm doing it in the right way and that I'm serving others in the way that really matters. So those are the five things I've learned so far. Three years from now, I'm sure I will have learned a lot more and I hope you'll be along for the ride. Hey, if you like this show, will you do me a favor? To celebrate three years, will you take the time and jump over to iTunes? I know I talk about this all the time and nobody ever does it, but to celebrate three years, would you just take a few minutes, go over to iTunes and review the show and or tell people about it. The only way I can grow the audience is if other people say, you know what? My friend Tom has this show. You should check it out. It's on my podcast list. Why don't you listen to it? And podcasts aren't going away. They're growing. And yet it's still only something like 25% of the population is getting information from podcasts. So introduce, if it's not my podcast, introduce another podcast to one of your friends. But anyway, if you would review it or tell a friend about it, it would make my whole day better. And so thank you for doing that for me. Now, we're going to be back in a couple of days with some really interesting interviews. I have met some phenomenal people who are so inspiring. So get ready, fasten your seatbelt. As we go forward from here, the sky's the limit for where we go together. Thanks for being a part of my little cool things entrepreneurs do community. And I appreciate having so many of you as my friends. Hey, we're going to be back in a couple of days. But in the meantime, I'm challenging you. Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.